Good morning, everybody. Today is not Monday, it's Tuesday, because uh, it was half of the country in Australia was on a public holiday. Didn't realize my state wasn't, but we scheduled this beautiful interview with my amazing author, Annette Pearson, all the way from California in the USA. Hi. And actually, it's Monday over at your end, isn't it? Yep, it's Monday after all evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So happy Tuesday to you and everybody <laughs> over here. Happy well, Monday. You're, you're on the right day, you know. <laughs> the so I love it because you've been following my Monday morning lives for a little while. And, um, you know, we always connect and talk and all that. Today, we just get to talk publicly to everyone about your amazing book. Look at Annette with her branded T-shirt um, of I Found My Strength in the Dark. So I'm going to give you a little bit of introduction, guys, of who Annette is and how inspirational she is. And we'll talk about her story and her journey and get some juicy, um, I guess, tips on how we can all find our strength through uh, hardships and all that sort of stuff. And what she'll share a little bit about her story um, and her journey, because I think she's super inspirational to the point that she has started her own strength squad. I love that. I love it. The strength squad. All right. Yeah, here's your strength squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's your official introduction. So Annette is a wife, mother, uh, daughter, a survivor, strength coach, and a best-selling author. Recently, number one best-selling author of Finding Strength in the Dark. Show us your book, Annette. <laughs> Excellent. So that book, Finding Strength in the Dark, is Annette's memoir and takes the reader through a journey of her life, her dreams, hopes, loves, and darkest hurdles. So Annette breathes, lives, lives into her clients and her readers by influencing strength, love, hope, faith, and laughter. Annette's mission, passion is to influence strength and has founded the Strength Squad, as we said, hashtag, <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which has formed to provide our world with strength advocates. So Annette, thank you so much for you know, giving me the opportunity to hang out with you and help you birth this very first book. So tell us a little bit about how, what was the catalyst, I guess, and how long had you been thinking about writing the book? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. Any opportunity that I have to spend with you is just amazing. And, you know, this is just like a normal conversation between the two of us. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually started writing the book in my mind, the book was something that I had thought about my whole life. Like I always thought that I'm going to write my story. It was kind of one of those things that I started as a young child going, oh, I like reading stories. It wouldn't be cool if, if I wrote my story one day, but it's never anything that came, came to be. Um, in January of 2020, um, I was pregnant with my daughter, Mary Grace, and I lost her in the second trimester. And it was very, um, very tragic. And I had a really difficult time. And then as I'm trying to adjust to, you know, Mary Grace not coming to be and, and being in heaven, we were hit with COVID. And my world just kind of shut down. And I didn't know, I didn't think I could do it anymore. And I kept telling myself that limiting belief, I can't, I, I have nothing to give. I'm at the end of my rope. This is it. I have nothing to do. Um, and then while kind of searching through and in my journal and whatnot, it, it kind of was like, we maybe, maybe if I figure out, you know, is there a purpose to what happened, you know, then maybe that could serve, give my life new purpose. And, and that's where it kind of came up. Well, maybe I should pursue that book a little bit more because while this is absolutely heartbreaking, maybe my story can help somebody else that's going through this. 
Um, and so I actually sat down and, and went to one of your half day sessions and I'm like, ah, I don't know, maybe nothing's going to come out of this. And with 24 hours, I was signed with you. Um, and it was actually the day of the half day. I had just had my eighth surgery recovering from the emergency hysterectomy in January. Um, and so signed the next day and writing a book and writing and publishing a book in four months was absolutely healing. And the journey came because as I was telling my story, I was looking back through my life going, how did I survive being homeless? I did it. You know, how did I survive being in an abusive relationship? I did it. Um, and, and all the other children that I had lost before to miscarriage. Um, and so it was actually healing to step back and say, I'm telling myself I can't, but I already have. So maybe I need to apply these lessons to myself. And you know that writing that book was a journey. You were right there alongside for me. It was an emotional battle. It was, you know, anything that it could be, but it was something that was so healing. And I absolutely encourage everybody to, you know, whether you want to tell your story publicly or whether you just want to tell it to yourself, there is healing in your story. Um, so that's how it came to be. And I wrote and published this book in four months because the juices just, just flew out of me as I was continuing on this healing journey. And, you know, really I had to turn that limiting belief of, I can't, I have nothing left to give. Um, you know, I didn't even recognize myself, recognize myself and the doctors just giving me more and more medicine and, and things like that to, well, I already have. So I just need to do it again. It's in me. It's in me. I just have to bring it out. And that's what telling my story did. It helped me bring out my strength. And that's how I found my strength in the dark. I love it. And I love how you started, you have started now exploring ways that you can find those people that need the help um, and branding the strength squad and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, unless we, you know, put ourselves out there and share this vulnerability that you've just shared and you guys may not have picked up, but you had not just lost Mary Grace, you've lost a few babies before that. Yes. And, um, you know, and, you know, how does someone, you know, tap into that strength inside of each of us? What are some tools that you use for yourself that others could find valuable? Well, the first thing is, it's okay if you don't feel strong and you have a bad day. It doesn't mean that's the path you're going down. It just means you need to know what you know, like I consider it to have like a virtual toolbox. What are some things I can pull out of my toolbox when I'm not feeling that strong? Um, maybe it's a memory. Maybe it's going back through my journals. Maybe it's calling somebody, which I now say is the strength squad, right? We're going to be here for you guys. Um, and just talking and crying and letting loose. Um, I say affirmations every day. I have to say the affirmations. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am me. I am loved. I am fearless. Um, all those things. And I had to, when I was going through this as well, I was in a place where it's like, I couldn't let myself really kind of go to there, to those affirmations. And so I had to start with today, I feel strong. You know, today I choose joy. And then the next day, yesterday, I chose joy and it worked today, I'm going to be joy. So just those kind of baby steps. So I can't encourage you guys enough to just reach out to somebody that you can talk 
to, somebody that you can cry to, dig deep in yourself. I write um, notes to myself on my bathroom mirror. I've done it in lipstick, whatever I have to do to like get it into my head. Um, you know, daily reminders to myself of all that I've accomplished and all that I can do. Um, and then I also have to make a conscious effort when I do let that limiting belief in, inside of me come, you know, come to my head, like, um, I can't do this. I have to stop at that very moment and say, no, I can do this. I will do this. So it's like, even if I'm not fully really, you know, believing it at that moment, when I turn it around and I say that to myself over and over and over again, it gets into my head. Um, so that's, that's a big thing. And then I would also say that joy is a choice. Um, and so every day, you know, losing Mary Grace, losing, I've lost six, six babies. Um, every day I have to wake up and choose joy and that's okay. You know, joy is, it's not just a feeling that's going to hap happen automatically. And so I have to make this conscious effort before my feet hit the ground in the morning to say, today I choose joy. Today I will be joyful. And the last thing I wanted to say that's really important in this toolkit is to have that belief is not a feeling. Belief is an action. So when I take this, you know, oh, I would love to write a book. Um, maybe people would read it. I think I believe in myself. That was, that was not the way. When I took action and I you know, believed in myself and I believed in the book and I believed in that power, that's when thing happened. So, um, you know, it's kind of, challenging to think about it that way, but belief has an action step behind it. Um, and, and if you, you know, it's kind of like the word I tell my daughter all the time, when she's like, I'm trying, I'm doing the best I can. I'm like, well, put some action behind that word, try, mm. you know? And so that's the same thing with belief, put, put action behind that word belief. I often use um, the metaphor of, I say this pen's on my table, try to pick up that pen and, and people just stop. And actually it's not, you can't, trying is actually not doing you know? Yeah, exactly. So I love how you've um, phrased that, that belief is an action because we can believe as much as all we can sit there and meditate or, you know, tap into the practice of, um, you know, intention, you know, and law, um, a law of attraction and all that sort of stuff. But unless we put, uh, you know, action behind the beliefs, the mantras, the affirmations, all of that sort of stuff, right? It doesn't, yeah. um, you know, it, it, there has to be movement, I think. Do you agree? Like we have to I agree. Yep. Kind of like, you know, so Nat, in your 48 hour seminar that I sat through, which was life changing for me um, to get me started on writing my book, you know, we had that mantra, right? That this is simple. This is easy. This is fun. And that empowered me to put the action behind my belief and write and just let it go. Right. And so I still, that's, that's one of the things I say every day, this is simple. This is easy. This is fun. Um, and it kind of energizes me and empowers me so I can put the action behind what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, you've been really a model student and just before we got on the call, you were saying, my husband wants me to write six to seven books a year. And I'm like, wow, you know, but uh, you know what? Another thing that I believe is that the more books you write, the more you get followed and people actually want, some people tell me that they've got the Nat section in their library um, yeah. of books that they purchased from me. So, you know, it is a, um, it's a lucrative industry if you put the action behind it. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not if you just, write a book and you actually let it kind of sit there and think this is going to be the magic bullet. Like I'm going to be famous just because I've brought this book out. You Well, you got to put, 
you know, some certain steps and you, your journey with us is nowhere near over because you've got so many masterclasses and things to sit through to continue learning how to get the message yeah. of finding strength in the dark out there. And so that's beautiful. That, there's quite a few people watching and um, they're encouraging your faith and belief. Are principle. I'm just going to read a couple of comments here. You know, Tella uh, says faith and belief are principles of action, um, daily reminders and self-affirmations. Um, a few people saying thank you so much for sharing. So um, thank you guys for, you know, keep writing comments and questions. We, I'm sure we're going to go tap into them and reply back to you guys because we're, we've got one computer where we can see the comments and then we're like on Zoom on this computer. So that's wonderful. Well, so what is, so tell me now, what is ahead for you? You know, the book came out what, a couple of, no, January, it was January. January 13th, yep. Yes, because that was the anniversary date, yeah? Yes, yes. And so, um, and so then bestseller, um, you know, which was wonderful. How was that feeling? Like, what, what happened on that? <laughs> what happened? You know, when I wrote this book, I, I, I didn't, I saw it as if I could just help one person find their strength in the dark as a result of my story, then everything was worth it that the investment, the time, it, that's what was my goal is. But now I have helped one person. And so now my goal is, well, help two people and have those two people help two more. And by becoming an Amazon bestselling author, I've been able to touch more lives. Um, internationally, I'm potentially going to be on in a bookstore um, down in San Diego area. We're working on that. And, and all these are just lives that I can touch. And that's that's so important to me. Um, and to just, you know, give it a little spoiler, you know, my next book is going to be about love and um, it's going to be called Finding Love in the Dark Ooh. because there's, yeah, right? You, Maybe. you heard it here for the first time. <laughs> so if somebody has an idea other than the shoe, and by the way, this is my shoe that I wore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have said to me, why do you have a shoe on your front cover? Um, and the reason is because um, about four years ago, I had a total knee replacement. And the very next day I had a stroke um, and I had to not only be able to learn to walk on this metal knee, but I lost a lot of my cognitive um, ability. So I had trouble remembering and also speaking and even putting sentences together. Um, and so I had to work with therapists to overcome that and to learn to talk again and to think again. And, um, and then in the midst of all that, my body just shut down and I went into septic shock, not from an infection, but because my body was just mm. done. And so I had to, you know, kind of work my way back from that. And so once I'm getting better, my husband and I decided to renew our wedding vows because, you know, literally we had a second chance at life with me and I was determined to wear heels down the down the aisle and my doctor said to me you're never going to wear them again ever you yeah. see that you you know yeah. I, I did it. it and I got a foot pop at the end of the aisle so that was good um, <laughs> so that's why that that to me is one of the things that I have to keep in my toolbox right when I'm not feeling strong is these shoes to remember I was told I can't and I did yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, a lot of times it's just the mindset. The doctor wasn't telling me I can't because I literally couldn't. He just didn't think that I would have the mindset to be able to do something like that again. Yeah. But, you know, here I am wearing those shoes and I'm, you know, pushing 250 pound tanks and, um, you know, boxing and all those kinds of things. So we can do anything that we set our strength out and our belief out to do. 
Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So there's a lot more, like you've been in a lot of dark places, you know, not just around, you know, your, your children and babies, you know, and, um, you know, but your own health, you know, and coming from that. So you'd have so many tools that people can learn by being like just in your, in your uh, presence, you know, with like-minded people, because I know you, you have a community. So how does it feel when someone says, you know, you've changed my life or you've, um, you know, your book really resonated with me, you know, obviously you've had some feedback. How does that feel? I have to pause for a minute because um, just, it just moves my heart to know that I've had that sort of impact on somebody. Um, There was somebody that responded back to me and said that they were the lowest of the lowest places and they read my book Mm. Uh, and it just lifted them up. And so I have to really pause and you know, reach for that, just feel that gratitude and bring that gratitude into my heart. But then I respond to them and say, I didn't help you find your strength in the dark. You helped yourself find your strength in the dark. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's really something that they have, they have to realize is, you know, by reaching for my book, they were reaching for it because they needed some help. They needed some inspiration. They needed something. And they took the steps to read my book saying, what is the, you know, let's see what this one is about. And because of that, they brought it into their heart, their soul. They, you know, really took it in and that's what helped them. I just was the one that wrote the book. They did the work. Yeah, exactly. No one can do it for you. You are the one that has to make the choice, take the action, you know, read. The reading is an action, you know, if you want help you know, start reading, you know, what are you struggling with? I'm sure there's tons of books on Amazon, you know, I always like, you know, whenever I hit a roadblock in something, whether it's business life, you know, whatever, relationships, I go start looking up book titles. Like I'm sure someone's talked about this or has overcome it. So why not put more um, of that valuable information? And um, I was reading a book recently that talked about there was only a certain point that we can, we say, we, we experience growth in our lives and you've had that, you've had, you know, you've worked on yourself, you have probably um, uh, gotten help from other counselors, coaches, all that kind of stuff over the time. And you've got, you get to a point where um, kind of it starts to like, we never stop growing, but where we continue to grow is through the contribution we then give to other people. That when I read this, it was in a blurb, one of my recent, the books that I was reading, it's like, oh, is this why like, you know, I've kind of heard a lot of the stuff before, but it's when we start to then contribute, that's the next level of growth that we experience to being able to facilitate it for others, to bring them right. up to where we have arrived. Yeah. That's exactly, you know, and I will say that I am, I, I fully believe in therapy. Um, yeah. And, you know, I still go to therapy. If anything, it's an hour that I get to talk totally about myself and be nothing but selfish. Yeah. Um, but when my, when my therapist, you know, looked at my book, he says, you know, high five, virtual high five right now. <laughs> yeah. He said, you've made it to the other side in your grief. He said that the belief that you had to apply the steps that you had to take to do this shows that, you know, I'm never going to be fully, you know, healed from losing my children, but I've made it to that side where I've, this is, I'm, I'm putting one step in front of the other every day. And I'm making that conscious choice and putting action behind my belief. I'm doing the work. And now I'm reaching out because I've been, you know, 
I, I can, I, I have something. And if I could just use my words for somebody to grab onto, and then they take their action step in their belief and they apply those words into something into their life, that's healing. You know, that's, that's huge. It's so shift, right. Because, uh, you know, there's enough negativity around. So with books, we, we bring a positive aspect to, you know, we change the vibration um, right. in people's lives. So that's really, really important. I love it. I love how you explain things. You have a really nice way of, you know, speaking. Your communication is so clear. So, you know, I can't wait to see where you're like 12 months from now and what what are the kind of things that you're doing because it's just really, really easy to listen to and sharing your stories is the way you help people. And don't ever stop sharing and, and writing because it'll continue to heal. And that's where we find some of our authors, you know, they may arrive with us, um, arrive to us with a memoir like yourself, but you're already starting to now go, well, the book alone is not just going to help people. I need to get out there, do some interviews like today. Who knows yeah. who to today's interview and has heard your story and gone, oh, my God, you know, or something made, made sense, like, you know, uh, the belief is an action, you know, kind of that could be the thing that someone, oh, that's what I haven't been applying. Off they go or they might get your book and read yes. further and all that kind of stuff. So your message needs to go beyond your book. And it's what you're also starting to realize, you know, you can't be but the best kept secret and help contribute and change people's lives, right? Right. And we've got to spread the word. And that's exactly, you know, I've been asked several times, like, how can you go forward with all of this? Isn't it bring it back memories? And I have to go forward because there are lives that need to be touched. There are people that are, especially with everything that's gone on the last year now, people are struggling to just keep going to find the strength to get out of bed. And so, you know, my, my passion, my movement right now is saying we can do this. Mm. You know, there, there's two other things that I like to keep in my toolkit. The first one is an analogy about the ocean. And I always kind of wonder why am I so drawn to the ocean? Like I feel my soul is connected to it. And so while sitting there, I went to the beach one day because I needed to get over kind of, you know, a writer's block moment in the book. And it occurred to me, oh my goodness, I'm so drawn to the ocean because it's not strong all the time. And here at that moment in time, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. I have to be strong every minute of the day. I'm writing the book on strength. And then I realized, wait a second, if the ocean isn't strong 24 seven, right? It ebbs and flows high tide, low tide. Why am I expected to be strong all the time? And why am I putting that expectation on myself? Mm -hmm. um, so that's one is, and I carry a picture of the ocean on me at all times to remind myself of that. Yep. And the other one is, um, you know, I feel that laughter is my meditation. It is the best medicine for me. Um, and nothing kind of gets my juices going. Then I'm deep in that moment where I'm just all focused on what's going on me. And I go to YouTube and I um, search for super silly video yeah. and it comes up with Laurel and Hardy or something like this. And for 30 seconds, I just have a belly aching laugh. Yeah. Um, and when at the end of that laugh, I feel calm, I can focus, you know, whatever, what was going on with me, I'm able to put an action plan together to keep moving forward. So that's another tool is YouTube, super silly videos. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try that one. <laughs> I love it. I do go to YouTube to, um, uh, something I'm stuck with and I'll put the, the title or whatever and I'll find a, uh, find a video 
that goes less than 10 minutes because I don't want anything super long. And usually that will give me an aha moment or some sentence will just like really stand out and the penny will drop and then I'll continue on. But that uh, alternative super silly videos, I'm going to give that one a go because everyone should be laughing a lot more. And yes, you're absolutely right. Even if people have not um, gone through some of the trauma that you have experienced, um, even just COVID was a trauma worldwide for every single person. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we keep finding? I'm not giving up. Damn you! You just watch me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I said last year. You know, when it happened, I freaked out. I had that whole shit hit the fan moment, and it was just like, okay, don't. There's no way to keep going down. You just got to take action and believe. Because I would have never met you had I given up on my USA tour. When COVID hit, I was meant to come to the US five days later. So obviously, we didn't get on a plane because we knew everything might shut down. And I turned that whole tour online and I had this false belief, uh, a limiting belief that what I do can't work. Everyone has to meet me skin to skin, right? And yeah. uh, yet, you know, when I had met One you. One day I will. <laughs> we will meet skin to skin, yeah. you know, uh, for a different reason, right? But, um, but by August, when you came to your virtual retreat, I had been doing it like for four or five months and I just, it was just repetition and like smashing through those limiting beliefs, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And now we're regularly working with USA and Canadian authors, which we really weren't as much, very dribs and drabs here and there, but now it's just a regular thing. Like we feel like you're next door, not even the other side of the world. Yeah, exactly. Especially when we're able to have chats like this. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. I mean, I, when, um, you know, I signed up for your half day and then I was like, all those limiting beliefs were coming into my mind. And then I was like, I just had surgery. No way should I be on this? Cause, cause you sent out, you know, always works better if you're on camera. I'm like, well, that's it. It just wasn't meant to be, I'm not going to be on camera. Mm -hmm. And so my husband says, just email her and see if she doesn't mind you having your camera off. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if she, if she's okay with it, then I'll go to it. Oh, yeah. At first you're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot and of people stay off camera anyway because they just just don't want to be on there, you know, face to face. Maybe it's too confronting what I'm saying. <laughs> or no makeup, right? So um, yeah. So anyway, I went to it and it was life changing. Just meeting you and Stuart and the team, and you know, at the end of the four months, I gave birth to a book. Mm. Um, and I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again: like you and Stuart are the the godmother and godfather of my book. <laughs> Thank so, you so much. We are like it's been such a pleasure, you know, sort of getting to know you and and just going through this journey and you know the fun we had, the retreat and then catching up and just seeing you on these Monday morning lives also all the yeah. time, you know, as I said, you know, it doesn't even feel because sometimes it's a bit concerning for some people working with us being in Australia. It's like, oh my God, like, you know, what's going to happen? Are these people, who are they? Are they a scam or whatever? You know, we, we have to overcome those challenges when we're talking to USA and Canadian authors. Um, but we're so blessed that, you know, so many of you have now entrusted us and, you know, you feel safe. And that's the one thing that we we always want our authors to know that we are actually a family. So this is not a massive operation where we're working with thousands of people who get lost in the you know in the sea of yeah. people but yeah it is like we want to get to know you as people as well yeah, yeah and that's been that's been absolutely wonderful how did you find the system like how did you I mean four months so I think it speaks for itself you followed it and you you came out the other end you know an author how was it how did you you know being I mean I always know I know my system works but sometimes like you know it's nice to hear from people who have been through it 
um, yeah. you know, for the first time? Um, it was, like I said, it was life-changing um, and something evolved. Yeah, I think your quote is, um, it's not who you are when you start the book, but who you evolved to be at the end of the book, right? Did I get that right? That's and it's so yes. <laughs> 90%. Okay. And it's so true because um, when I first started working with you guys, I, you know, I still was really working on my confidence and just, can I do this? Can I do this? You know, am I, can I make that sort of investment in me of time and all that kind of stuff? And who I evolved to be through this is, you know, I am, I am confident. I am, I am secure in the story that I put out there. Cause that was the other thing, like, oh my gosh, what am I putting out there? But the person that I, I grew up to be in the process of working with you guys is um, somebody I, I'm really fond of as <laughs> before, but it's just, I can't, I can't explain um, the transformation in me, but it's, it's been very significant. And I say a lot of it is because you heal through telling your story one way or another. And yeah, you guys yeah. gave me that avenue to, to tell my story. And, you know, both of you were like, when I was having those moments, you guys were there to make me laugh or, or to just email in the middle of the night or something like that. And so I mean, truly, I know that you guys have a ton of authors, but the way that you really just help your authors personally, yeah. you know, it's just, so hands-on and I feel like I'm part of the family you know yeah. so yeah. and vice versa we also feel like you know like we can just call up out of the blue and you know and when I come over to the U.S. you know I'll be like yep yeah, I'm coming for dinner or whatever you know <laughs> it's gonna be like yeah amazing thank you so much like I really um I really also appreciate when I do have authors who do the work and follow the recipe you know mm -hmm. so being big kudos to you that you committed you set your timelines your goals you know you work backwards from them and you know you just took action which is really really important um so if anyone's out there liking it wants to he have a healing journey tell their memoir or want to build a business behind a book because they're a coach or a consultant you can contact us writeabook.com.au can you believe i actually got that url it's so easy um but and yet more importantly where can people buy your book finding strength in the dark they can find it on amazon under finding strength in the dark by annette pearson um, and then if you'd like more information you can email me at information at igotfaithbaby.com so i got faith is really the faith baby is the name of kind of the company where i do my strength coaching and whatnot and then finding strength in the dark is a book under that Beautiful. So. And if you can't find her, just chase me up and I'll connect you. <laughs> yeah, information at, at igotfaithbaby.com or Amazon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and you, you, you'll find her and, and more and more your digital footprint will grow from here on in because it's about continuing to talk. Say yes to an interview. Say yes to any speaking gig. You know, just keep practicing your craft because, you know, that's when you really make your stories and your the system that you coach people through really um, strengthen and um, make an impact. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to do this. Um, uh, go ahead, guys. Go support it. I can see there was like, um, there's been so many little comments and 12, 12 shares already of this live so probably lots more people are watching it this will be up on youtube i'll send it out to my people um on in my database so so it's not just today in this moment that that you know people are gonna hear the wisdom that you've shared today uh but i'm going in lots of uh, lots of different places thank you for taking the time uh thank have you. a week ahead and i look forward to talking about 
Finding Love in the Dark, which is going to be the second in the series of these books. By the way, branding tick. Um, yeah. Yeah, keep, going, keep going with that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. See you, gorgeous. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.